Hello, welcome to the Fortress of Comicitude podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm McCord. I'm Kylie. And this is Comic Book Club. It's a monthly show we do where we take a trade paperback and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to finish off our X month, which we weren't doing all month long. But saves I'm, the month. Yeah, <laughs> on the show um, with an Australian Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Is the best. If he, if no one's ever seen Pride of the X-Men, <laughs> do yourself a favor tonight. I love it. It's Kitty Pride's first day. Magneto attacks and Professor X gives her Cerebro's mainframe and says, run, Kitty, run. I'm pretty sure it's all on YouTube. You could probably watch it for free. Like, oh, if, yeah. if you haven't seen Pride of the X-Men, ladies and gentlemen, do yourself a huge favor and sit down for about a half hour and have yourself a good time. But oh, we're not talking about that. We are talking about Something X-Men Gifted, which is the first six issues of the Astonishing X-Men run, which is written by Joss Whedon, of course, and drawn by John Cassidy. So um, McCord's going to kind of lead the, the, the charge here, but I, I wanted to kind of ask you guys how you feel about it because this is something people have been talking about, especially the last week with the the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man announcement and stuff. When... when uh, the two oh, wait, what What was the announcement? I missed it. J.J. Abrams and his son are writing a Spider-Man miniseries. That's oh, it. okay. Um, so, yeah, it was not <laughs> nearly... It, it was nothing that was worthy of a countdown. Oh. <laughs> like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, cool. They're on a plane I don't know if I needed a countdown for that. There's, a lot, of, the there's a lot of people the really... <laughs> there's a lot of people really mad about it, too. After the three, I heard Well, that's nothing. why I wanted to bring it up, because, like, you know, when the big two go get what they call, like, stunt hires or whatever, right? These, like, celebrities that write comic books... Do you guys have a problem at all with that? Because I really don't. No. I don't either. As long I think they're going to write something good. Well, I think well, some good stuff. Okay, out let of me that. take that back. As long as they can finish their story, uh, like John Favreau's story, Iron Man comic, I don't think ever finished. John Favreau did an Iron Man yeah. comic? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, an issue or two. Okay. I, I can't yeah, even it remember. Didn't, it, didn't, it, didn't it didn't get finish. Done. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, there's been a couple. He oh, he did finished. that Spider Man Black Cat miniseries um, I never finished. But the, the Bullseye. Oh, um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you also got. Dude, like, I would have read a Kevin Smith Bullseye book. That would have been awesome. Um, but I mean, we also Damon got like Lindelof Quiver and we the got like. Hulk versus Wolverine, which. Oh, okay. He did finish it, but it took. I mean, there was like a year hiatus to come back and like mm-hmm. finish like two issues or something. Yeah. But did we get like Guardian Devil and Quiver and stuff like that from Kevin Smith, which I think are both great. Right. Um, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with it normally. My fear on this one is. J.J. Abrams called up Marvel and said, here, my 20-year-old son that's never had a job wants to write Spider-Man. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, can we put your name on it too? Yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not sure I, how much I, of this- I wonder if it goes back hand, farther than that. I wonder if it goes how much back- hand J.J. Abrams I wonder if it goes back it. as far as Disney going, look, J.J., we put out The Last Jedi. People are pissed off. We need you to come back and do episode nine of Star Wars. Like, okay, cool, I'll come do it. My son wants to write Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. All right. Fine. <laughs> we'll give you a six-issue mini. Okay, cool. All right. I'll come do Star Wars. And if I can get an artist that can do lens flares. <laughs> well, did, Shelley, did, did, did you actually see the uh, the solicitation, the first artwork? There's like no. a hood with two like lens flares. Oh, as really? Eyes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so Shelley's drawing it, which is cool. Oh, okay. So. She's okay. But I mean, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. I think we've gotten some really good stuff out of that, you know? Yeah, obviously the Joss Whedon stuff. I do think it'll be yeah. the thirteenth Spider-Man book on the shelf, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's getting a little ridiculous, yeah. but you know, I mean, yeah, that's, Max Landis isn't problem. really a, a name anybody wants to mention at the current moment. But I mean, he did some comic stuff that wasn't bad. Yeah. Jeff Loeb came from movies, and he's you know had a 
pretty decent career in comics. Why don't we want to talk about that guy? Max, Max Landis. Landis. You um. Google it. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's, a, that's a discussion for another time. Okay. Um, that we don't need to get into. But he's kind of an a-hole. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. But I just wanted to get you guys' kind of take on that of like, because people say like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I could just go pitch a book? You know, like basically calling it as like their privilege because they're celebrities. You know what I mean? That they can kind of get in the door. Well, if you're a proven than... storyteller, then absolutely. Yeah. It's the fact that it's his son that's writing it that's the problem. Co-writing it though. Supposedly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like how much how much of this is going to be Abram's name and how much of it is it going to be his actual influence? Well, I would hope that JJ would take it somewhat seriously because that's his name still on the book. It's like, uh, no, I'm going to make sure this thing's at least fairly solid because I'm not going to put my name on this book. I know you're my son, but we're not going to put a piece of crap comic book out there and have my name on it. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I thought it was worth noting just because that was something people have been talking about quite a bit for last week that they were like, you know, oh, yeah, what privilege it might it must be to just be able to go say, hey, I want to do a Spider-Man book. Like, OK. You know, right. Because okay. I know, McCord, you've talked about trying to break into comic books and stuff. Yeah, because of and, this book. And how hard it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I was actually in New York uh, trying to break into comic books and it's really very difficult. And I've had an easier time breaking into film and television than I have. Uh, uh, with the comic books. And at the time that uh, Joss was writing this book, um, you know, you have Peter David, who is a New York Times bestselling author. You have Marjorie Liu, who's a New York Times bestselling author. Mm-hmm. You have, um, at the time... Uh, uh, oh, JMS is another one we didn't uh, really consider it because I mean, he's done a lot of film and other stuff too that you know kind of came over to comics and did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but he's always been a writer. Yeah, but I'm saying like he wasn't necessarily traditionally a comic book writer, yeah. per se, too. So he's another one yeah. of those that kind of was a celebrity that came over. Orson Scott Card did celebrity. Ultimate Iron Man at the same time that Joss Whedon was doing this. So I was looking at things and I'm like, oh, so that's my competition then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up yeah. against Orson Scott Card, <laughs> Peter David, and Joss Whedon. Well, okay. Uh, so I I was I was currently having conversations with CB Sobolski at the time, who's now the CEO or the editor in chief at Marvel, the AIC, and uh, I said, "What well, well, do you mean, the Toya Yoshida, whatever?" His name is. <laughs> <laughs> Toyota Honda. Uh, and uh, I I told him in in a in a chat on. Um, MySpace. Uh, that <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to date this conversation. <laughs> just to date this conversation. <laughs> that if I had to go the Joss Whedon route, then that's what I was going to do. And that's when I started writing uh, screenplays instead of comic books. So, I mean, it was it was in large part because of this book mm-hmm. in the first place. Is there anyone that's unaware of Joss Whedon at this point? Um, you know, if anyone out there doesn't know who Joss Whedon is, obviously pretty famous TV and film director. He's and screenwriter, I think he did a little movie called The Avengers. Two of them, yeah. One really good one, and one also fine one called one. Toy Story. One of the writers on Toy Story was he a writer on Toy Story? Yeah, it sure was. Was he really? Yeah, on the first one. Yeah, the first oh, one. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, um, Buffy he the started Vampire out writing Slayer. Roseanne, if I remember correctly. That seems like was he <laughs> opposite? Was he writing her tweets? <laughs> like that, like the opposite uh, <laughs> side of the spectrum there on yeah. that one. Uh, I think most people. I, I don't know. When I hear Joss Whedon, I think Buffy. That's that, that's the first sure. thing that I connect him Buffy with. Buffy and Angel, Firefly. Firefly. Firefly is a just cult TV show. But I mean, Buffy was one of those things that, at least for me, was like a, I don't want to say like a big part of my life, but it was just one of those things that was on every day 
when I was growing up. So it just felt like it was a part of that routine for mm-hmm. me. I wasn't like a, a diehard that I watched every episode, but I would watch it fairly frequently. You know wow. what I mean? So like it's, it's a show that I have some some fondness for. I, I haven't seen, seen like it. four episodes. Really? I haven't seen it recently, so I, I don't Buffy. know how well I have. it holds up. <laughs> Spike I, is my bae. <laughs> that's my, that's, that's Angel, Angel's my a better Spike. show. So I don't know how well Angel Buffy holds up, but I have some nostalgia for it for sure. Angel's a better show if you're an adult. The whole reason I didn't watch Firefly when it originally aired was they advertised it as the guy who brought you Buffy and Angel. And I'm like, oh, thank you for the warning. I will pass on. (laughs) (laughs) And then I saw the movie and I'm like, I'm going to go watch this show now. (laughs) Uh, Oh, for Firefly? Yeah, I kind of I saw Serenity first. Me too. Before I saw the TV show. Dude, I was was so backwards on my Whedon timeline stuff. Like, I saw Serenity... Before I saw anything else, uh, and then I was watching. Well, and then I was watching like Castle and Chuck, and there was Adam Baldwin and Nathan Philly, and they're like, "Oh, well, they're on this show called Firefly." I'm like what? And then I watched Firefly. I'm like, "Oh, I should probably go back yeah. and watch Buffy and Angel now." <laughs> like, how on two different Firefly backwards. too, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never seen Firefly, and, but I have, I'm and aware doc- of its and Doctor Horrible yeah. sing along vlog. Joss Whedon. That I have not seen. I'm not a Oh, that's guy. right. Yeah. But it's so funny. Um, Joss Whedon also, also maybe it's not so the best funny. human being alive, but, you know, yeah. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> that I know there are people out there that despise this person. Um, you know, we're, we're more obviously talking about his work than his. Yeah, his, his work rather than his off behind the scenes so endeavors. For context, right before we hand it off to McCord. Uh, Machine X-Men comes in right after Grant Morrison finishes up New X-Men. Mm-hmm. The end of Grant Morrison's run, they destroy Manhattan, basically, with Cassandra Nova and a bunch of other things that yep. go on. Zorn. And, yep. Um, so they destroyed that, the that's, mansion. Mm-hmm. So Xavier, Xavier is gone at this point. And so Scott and Emma basically decide to rebuild the school because the school gets blown up every other week. And Jean was just killed yep. again. Yeah, again. And so, <laughs> yeah, so Scott and Emma decided they're going to run the school now and kind of reform the team. And that's kind of where this gets um, set up here. So uh, the the new X-Men run is like, you know, I mean, McCord disagree on that, but it's it's one of my favorites. I'm going to go back and reread it. It's been a long there's, time. Maybe I'll have a deeper appreciation for it. Now. There's so many things that I forget that were introduced in that run that I'm like, oh, yeah, Grant Morrison did that first. Huh? Like. Emma Frost, like diamond form and stuff, whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, that Cassandra Nova, that's his character and everything. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that he did all that shit. And he was also the first one to make Xavier's school like a school. You know, like before that, it was like, oh, this is a place where we could like take kids and teach them how to use their powers and stuff. But like Grant Morrison was like, what if we taught them like math and science and shit too? You know, like (laughs) made it like a legitimate school. And Joss Whedon carries that on here, which I really like. And that's become the standard. But I think people forget that Grant Morrison did that shit. They teach ethics. Yeah, ethics. from Emma, <laughs> from Emma, Emma Frost, Frost specifically teaches, teaches ethics. So not everybody's okay with that yeah. either. As no. we learn, <laughs> very quippy. A lot. I mean, that's Joss Whedon's strength. I think of the you know he's he's so good at dialogue and he's so right. good at wordplay of just that back and forth. And I think that's like what makes you know like the, the first Avengers film so so good is all of that. Just he he's so good at letting the characters just kind of write themselves. You're with me, Legolas. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> But we're going to get into Gifted, which is, like I said, issues one through six of the Astonishing X-Men run, which I think came out in 2004. So says Comixology. So, yeah. 
Was it was it four? Yeah. All right, issue one. McCord, so ago. take us away. Remember MySpace? Um, <laughs> I, I, I will, dude. I I'm one of the few defenders of. I think MySpace should have sticked around. It was cooler than Facebook. It I, don't, I don't know. It was really no, cool. I agree. I agree. I don't know why Facebook overtook it. Like MySpace was what much more personal. Does you MySpace could, like, still exist? It still it, exists, it but like it's basically like an abandoned yeah. cow town. Let's, <laughs> all go, let's all go there. I, well, I was well, getting onto MySpace when everyone was switching over to Facebook, and I was like, "Well, you guys go into this. It's boring." MySpace. You could like completely personalize everything. You had a song on your uh-huh. page and your background. Like it was just now like, you can too with Facebook. Yeah, but it was just a way cooler <laughs> thing. Like it was way more like interesting of stuff yeah. you could do. I'm like, why is Facebook? That's well, where a lot had, of people learn their first code. It had a little <laughs> revival. I think Justin Timberlake bought it out and used it as kind of like a music community oh. sharing place for a while. That's the other thing too. How many artists came from my? There's so many people that got discovered on MySpace that became like fairly successful music artists and shit but that's not nothing to do with the <laughs> astonishing x-men number one from 2004 joss whedon and john cassidy which McCord's gonna tell us all about all right so it, it opens it out it opens up with a nightmare um which is actually kind of scary with the most I, terrifying mutant power i've ever heard of in my life <laughs> it is terrifying. Uh, yeah i actually sat down to read this with my daughter i'm like oh i gotta read this you want to read <laughs> x-men with me first page i'm like uh, he's like, he's like, Daddy's gonna read this by himself. Like, I don't remember this go, part. Go read Green Eggs and Ham, honey. <laughs> She's like, Can I read it? I'm like, Uh, no. <laughs> First page. <laughs> As it starts out, Mommy is screaming. Her screams are yummy. <laughs> Daddy is next. Like that's the like opening line of the book. Uh, anyway, this this little girl uh, wakes up screaming. She's Tildy. Act- Tildy. Is that her name? Uh-huh. Okay. And she is actually being in a very controlled bedroom that's being monitored 24 hours a day um, by a, a scientist by the name of, uh, is it Kavita Rao? Yeah. I believe Tildy is what you call that squiggly line on your keyboard. Mm-hmm. Oh, the more, you, really? the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. what, what was that one that you had the one time? Fortress Facts or Facts from the Fortress? Hashtag Facts from the Fortress. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <What> <laughs> <are those? laughs> the more you know. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, then it jumps uh, to Xavier School where Kitty Pride is being dropped off. And I love uh, this little bit because it's very reminiscent of the first time Kitty was dropped off mm-hmm. at the school. Which they've actually did on Pride of the X Men. Was Joss a pretty was he a pretty hardcore fan of the X Men or did he just want to do comics and he was given the X Men? Like how did, do you know anything about that? I you know, I, I don't know that information. Because he seems like he knows his I, stuff. Yeah, I, he's, I, he's always been a comic book fan. So I would I mean he's kind of like Kevin Smith in that. Mm-hmm. Um, his version of Kitty is my favorite version of Kitty. And look, I, I already know the comments are coming. I know it's just Buffy. I don't care. I know that Joss Whedon's kitty is just Buffy and that's fine. Well, I mean, she's awesome. It's also one of my favorite uh, renditions of Kitty as well. And that's the first version where she's kind of aged up a little bit because Joss Whedon was like the first person like, it's not really cool that she's like with... With with Peter. (laughs) With Peter and uh, she's like 13 or whatever. Like, how about we make her like 18? (laughs) She can still be young, but let's age her up a little bit, which yeah. I think was needed. Yeah, well, they even they even mentioned her age. She's still a little bit young, but they mentioned later on. That Old enough to be a teacher may, now. R- right, but maybe some of the seniors feel like they kind of have a shot. Yeah. yeah, so she's like 18 or 19. So anyway, uh, she gets dropped off, and, and there's actually these kind of ghost-like 
uh, flashback panels that are are, are drawn into the current panels of, of her memory of when she first arrived. Um, the the very famous Professor Xavier is a jerk as she as she heads out, and, and the whole time she's just talking about how how kind of the the more things change, the more they stay the same uh, kind of bit, and and her memories that are here, and uh, she remembers Peter who is now dead. Or uh, so you think. At, at the time, this is gorgeous. Oh, oh yeah, the art is John Cassidy's, John Cassidy's art is beautiful. absolutely beautiful. It's a lot of vertical panels. I'm sure we'll get to this. Which I, I like. I don't love the design of Beast though. No, I don't. I I, I think the art. He looks like Graham Morrison. I like him because he, he reminds me of my kitty cat. <laughs> I don't like Cat Beast <laughs> at all. Yeah, every time I see, it's just hard for me to take it seriously. There's like, one yes. point. There's one point in this one where he's he's doing like the little lip curl, and I'm like, he looks like my Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's drawn as good as it could be. It's just a bad design that's drawn really well. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, she walks in and she says, well, I hope I'm not late. She phases through the room and there's a giant assembly going on that she is supposed to be attending. Uh, Emma's at the podium. Beast is... She's such a bitch. Emma Frost. Like, you get mad I, I reading do, her... though. You, like, you read her dialogue, you get mad. Like, ooh, I want to punch this yeah. fictional <laughs> character in the face. Right, but I think that's why she's such a great character is because she does... She invokes a lot of emotions. <laughs> I'm like, this must be what people feel with Damien. <laughs> and there are there are points in this while I was reading because I do I do dislike her, oh, yeah. but there are points where she is like the cool headed person, like talking everyone down. Like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm like, damn it, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there, there's almost like a fine line that you walk though, because like like Scott Summers in most versions, and re- he's done really really well in this version. Where he is a douche, but he's also like a really good leader. But like yeah. Scott Summers is a douche. Yeah. Right. Yes. But like you but he's kind of likable in a sense though. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not like like she just goes a little bit over that line where like I can't even root for you. <laughs> like <laughs> Well, I think I, I, think, I think it's because she point. was evil before. And and that's that's my problem. And Kitty, I mean, they they have we we'll get to that, but I mean like yeah, that's that line from Wolverine's the best. He's like, I thought I was the one that had claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's some really good one-liners here. Um, anyway, uh, so we've got Cyclops, Beast, Kitty, and Emma who are being introduced as the staff of the school. Uh, there's a whole buttload of kids. So I, like I, I don't know how like the Morrison team. I like they basically just kept the team the same. Like, yeah, okay. but I mean that's like four teachers for like 300 students <laughs> in that room. Don't worry about it. No <laughs> <laughs> um, kids are learning anything at this school. <laughs> they're watching. They're, fights. Just ha- they're just happy that the school doesn't get blown up. <laughs> um, so Emma continues her her like welcome back to school speech essentially. And she says, violence of any kind will never be tolerated. And then the Sentinels break through the building and tear the roof off. Um, everybody's getting ready to fight. And you see her push and danger room simulation. <laughs> this isn't the first issue. Um, You're the, like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> on the keyboard and everything goes back to normal. And she says, so what have we learned? Uh, we have learned the first lesson. They will always hate us. That's Wh- great. Which I think is like such a punch man like, it sucks too. it sucks too because like i mean and kitty even calls her out on it later too where it's like you're really not much for motivational speeches are you like basically like yeah. everything sucks guys we all suck everyone thinks you're terrible yeah like, oh, she oh, says good. we will never live in a world of peace which is why control and non-violence are essential we must prove ourselves as peaceful people we must give the ordinary humans respect compliance and understanding and we must never mistake that for trust so i mean already yeah not great 
<laughs> Di- the dialogue is so good, though. It's I mean, so d- good. through the whole thing. Like, when, when Whedon needs to be sincere and needs to be, like, I don't know what the word is, but, like, uh, like when he needs to be kind of philosophical, he can be, but he also can be very quippy. Like, the dialogue's just really, really good throughout the whole thing. Like, the, he's able to switch tones really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, it is fantastic, and I love the the uh, linear artwork as well. Like they're all wide panels; it's almost like watching it on a widescreen TV. Yeah, it's funny because I, I I read it digital to prepare for this, so it's like I didn't really notice that as much now until you see the pages by themselves. Cause, yeah, because on Comicsology it's a guided view, so it's you just get panel you get panel. one panel at a time. You know, so looking at it, it's like, oh yeah, it is, huh? I I would have never you know thought that. See. So, um, does that make it better? <laughs> so yeah, I it does. The- oh, yeah. Like when I read a comic book, I mean, when I flip that page, I, I like take, I look at I it, I, uh-huh. I take I it all in, in, and then I go back to the top left and I read it. But oh. I, and then, and then after I'm done with both pages, I'll look, I'll take it all in again. Especially just, some of these. Like, the best point for full. digital though, is that I can't spoil things for myself. Because like when it's panel by panel, like when there's a reveal, it actually hits really well because you get that build up of, you know, panel, the panel, the panel. Instead of like when I turn a page, I'll do the same thing. I kind of look over the whole page first and then go like, oh, this is going to happen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, Scott's talking to Emma and Emma tells him that there were at least, what did she say? At least 10 kids that... 10% 10 of the kids were excited for a fight when the Sentinels came in. And she's going to narrow down who that is. Mm. And then they go to bed together, which I think this is the first time that we've seen Scott and Emma. I was going to say, do you want to establish that they were like yeah, mind banging? I was very bang- confused. That, you were, that they were mind banging <laughs> at the end of the Morrison oh, stuff? Oh, that's right. Yeah. But he, but he's like, I never really cheated on my wife because we just met in her mind and banged. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's cheating. Mind cheater. <laughs> but like, mind cheater. Yeah. So, if, if me and Kylie are both thinking about doing the nasty right now at the same time, does that mean that I'm cheating on With you? each other? Sure. <laughs> okay. Are you... It's passionate, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real deal. What makes it cheating is that it they're conscious about it's the fact that like like she's clearly in his mind and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So... If I think about killing a guy, does that make me a murderer? <laughs> Because I've killed a lot of people. <laughs> I've hit a lot of people with my car. <laughs> I've blown up a lot of buildings. Anyway. And I've stolen a lot of things. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so uh, this is my favorite part on this next page. We see a thing that says, so tell me which stage of the grieving, which stage of grieving is this? And it's Wolverine literally sitting on the foot of the bed. Like, of pur- like he's like purged. purged. He's yeah, purged he's like on purged. There. This is Wolverine's first appearance. And, of the, and he says, which stage of grieving is this? Denial. And Cyclops just takes off his visor and blows him through the wall. <laughs> it's fantastic. And he says, strike a nerve, Summers. And Scott just walks out completely just in his boxers and just blasts him again. Hey, Logan, that healing power is about to come in real handy. (laughs) Boom, just hits him again. And Emma makes a very good point here. She says, superpowers, a scintillating wit, and the best body money can buy, and I still rate below a corpse. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like the the, the rivalry between Logan and Scott, I think is, you know, one of the best in in comics. Because, I mean, that love triangle between him, Scott, and Gene is probably like, 
only second maybe Classic. to like maybe second to like Betty Veronica and Archie maybe in like history yeah. of comics and Jimmy and Lois and Clark. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could say like Lana, Lois, <laughs> and Clark, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't think that compares. I'm to... Trying to make a joke, Tyler. Jeez. <laughs> you know what? We don't joke about Superman. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that. So Beast is like reconfiguring the danger room and accidentally created a very miniature Hawaii that they all have to sit on, <laughs> which is really cool. They're all like, why are we so big? <laughs> and even Beast and even Beast is like, you two should be way past this rivalry by now. Like, why are we still fighting each other? Because it's Wolverine and Cyclops. Yeah. And Sykes like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like Wolverine is fight. like. Is like masculinity and adrenaline incarnate, like right. And then Cyclops is just prideful and also a douche. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, we got two alpha males here. Yeah, one who doesn't like taking orders from anybody, and one who knows that he's the one to be giving orders. So anyway, Scott keeps talking about how they're a team, how they need to get bigger, how they need to go back to being superheroes. Wolverine's complaining about wearing tights yeah, again. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, don't tell me you're talking about tights. <laughs> I love the use of the danger room throughout this whole book. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like... Every time you see it, it never place. looks the same, but the, it's it's great. <laughs> and Beast is always tinkering with it, so the scale's always just slightly off on everything. Mm. I just don't love that Beast, man. And then... Uh, he's cute. And, and, and then... Uh, is this where they find out that Emma teaches ethics? No, that's in the no, next one. Right? Um, anyway... So, uh, they're they're talking about it. I would it. love to sit in one of those classes, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey. um, and and he he's talking about how they just need to be better, how they need to be a team, how they need to be a superhero team again, uh, and how the black leather put people off. They need in, to be intimidated X-Men. them. That saved the day, X Men. Best theme song of all time. Um, <laughs> Kitty Kitty asks why she's there because she doesn't have any offensive firepower, and he basically tells her that she's a PR stunt, um, that people like her, and but but here's something that I don't necessarily doesn't he say agree something about with. like your powers are more defensive based or something uh-huh. too whatever yeah uh, it's it's protective that's what it is that's yeah but like. Wouldn't like somebody walking through walls be like the most threatening power ever? I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. that's what they opened the first X Men movie with. Is there's a girl who can walk through walls? What's to keep her from walking into a bank vault or your house? Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of terrifying. But she doesn't look it right. She looks nice. She looks like a nice person. Buffy wouldn't hurt anybody. She's the nice little Jewish girl next door. Right. Exactly. Whose name is Kitty? For God's sake. <laughs> It's Catherine. Catherine. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm making a joke. We don't guy. joke about X-Men here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, they go back to Dr. Rao and uh, little uh, the the little terrifying girl <laughs> with the nightmare. <laughs> Whose name Tildy. I already forgot. Tildy. Tildy. Um, and they're about ready to go on. They, they're getting makeup on. There's lights. There's obviously an audience. And and they're ready to go on stage. Uh, Wolverine and Kitty have a nice little um, heart-to-heart talk. And Wolverine tells Kitty that he thinks Summers has gone nuts, that, they're, that they got to go back and be superheroes again. I like again. that it took Kylie a second. <laughs> um, so uh, then it, then we start seeing what Kavita Rao is up to. She's speaking into lots of mics as if it's a press conference. And then it cuts to a very violent hostage situation where a bunch of men uh, break into a fancy party. They start shooting guns, telling everybody to get on the ground. 
um, telling people they're going to put bullets in their skulls. And an alien guy shows up. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Cyclops sees it on the news, and he basically says, this is going to be your chance. You and mean then- they didn't call him on the X phone? <laughs> no. <laughs> the president didn't call him? <laughs> on, the, on the bat line? Yeah. I would um, say everyone should understand that reference, but based off the box office numbers, no one's going to understand that joke. Nope. <laughs> And Dr. Kavita Rao, she starts talking like uh, like she's very sympathetic to humans or to mutants, excuse me. She's saying that they're people, that they're no better or worse than nature and anybody else. But then she goes on to say that they're people with a disease. Yeah. It's, she's like, you know what? These people are people. They're disgusting, but they're people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> the people. <laughs> right. Um, an alien guy shows up as the ringleader of the party, and then it cuts to like the the uh, suiting up scene which oh, yeah. i actually really love where Sneak. it actually uh, one thing i really like about this is that they show that they have like an actual locker room where they have to go and change their clothes uh, beast is beast is putting his glasses away wolverine sneaks his paws cyclops pulls his hood over and then it shows their costumes for the first time okay which I are got, some of the we, best we gotta talk about this for a costume. second so so how did this page look on your little phone Oh, looks great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is. I love this. We have to astonish them. Yeah, that's what Cyclops that was a says. little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love. I but uh, we had to yeah, when I read that line, I was like, time to make nice with the public. We have to do more than that, Logan. We have to astonish them. So, like, you know, we've we've talked about numerous times that like Morrison's X Men, they kind of did the the movie route with the black the leather, black. The, Joss Whedon came in here. It was like. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> which which I like. Because, um, I mean, I do like those Frank Quietly costumes. I, I, I don't think they're terrible, but I do much prefer. When I think of the X-Men, I think of this like, colorful cast of characters. I'd say right. Cyclops is more of a, a darker blue. Yeah. But do you guys like Sockhead Cyclops? Because I don't. I uh, like I like I, what open-headed I, What I like about Cyclops. this costume is it it's, oh, it's just a mixture of... Oh, yeah. His costumes throughout the years. I, yeah. I love the colors and everything. If it was just the open, I like the Jim Lee open. I, I head think Cyclops. I think I agree with you. I really grew to like the hood. Did as you as well? Okay. As well, but especially reading this uncanny right now, where he doesn't have the hood on, it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I also, sweet. but I also like that he has his like '90s bomber jacket back too, mm-hmm. and I really like that too. <laughs> I, I like that design a lot. It just I don't like the 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 head i don't know there's something about it. i mean i understand how classic it is but just i'm like yeah for me no I, I'm, I much prefer that jim lee right you know and well and i feel the same way i especially feel that way with havoc i never liked havoc's hood and i always mm-hmm. liked more of the, the yeah. free-flowing what hair. about morph the only <laughs> man who ever made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ever have a hood no he didn't. <laughs> but he had a he didn't really have a costume, did he? Wasn't it wasn't like no, a yellow. It was yeah, like, it was, yeah, it was kind of like kitties. They didn't take that much like time to it because they knew they were going to kill him in the first <laughs> yeah. episode. Just waste. Um, okay, so uh, the first issue ends with the X-Men getting in the X-Jet and the X-Jet flying off, the, showing the hostage situation led by an alien who's looking out the window. Do we know his name yet? Uh, it's Ord, oh, okay. but I don't. I didn't know if they had revealed that. Yet. No spoiler. And case. then, and then, uh, Kavita Rao announces to the public that they have found a cure for mutants. Dun, dun, this is dun. the part where we talk about how good Last Stand could have been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is 
I mean, they had the legacy virus, which was meant to kill all the mutants. But I think this is like the first time in comics where they announced that they have a cure. So like that they can reverse instead of, engineer instead of like, Yeah, instead of wiping this them out. This predates Last Stand by like, what, a year or so? Probably. I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that when I was reading it. I think Last Stand was five. I thought it was six. I thought it was, it was I thought it was six too. Okay, still, but I mean that's still pretty. They had a story they could have literally just adapted. But I mean, <laughs> e- either way, this, this story in live adaptation would have been awesome. Yeah. But to be honest, though, like this book was so fucking delayed when it started in two thousand four. Yeah. They was. probably well, they didn't have enough of it done for the movie to pull from. Probably, I'm sure. But I mean, this wasn't the first. Yeah, time. Last Stand was two thousand six. This wasn't the first introduction of like a cure, though, right? Was it? Yeah, or, yeah. That's what an, just an said. actual cure. Yeah. Every, oh, okay. Everything else was meant to wipe out the mutants. They they had released they the had legacy like, virus, which yeah. is how Colossus died, sacrificing himself um, for the cure for the legacy virus. But this is the first time that they have, which said, they address in the book as well, too. right? And this is the first time that they've actually said we can reverse. We can reverse mutation. Do you think that was Whedon's pitch? Because that's a solid ass pitch. Like, if that's never been done, and you just came in, it's like, hey, look, I got, yeah, I got a pitch for the X Men. Exactly. Since that's, since because, then, this yeah, has been yeah. like the go do default. Mm-hmm. That that's a solid pitch, though. Like the first time, like, hey, I got this pitch for the X Men. What if like the government created like a cure that reverses mutations? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How have we not thought about that yeah. over all these years? Do you think that was it? Like that? Like basically, this is what I got. Like, okay, yeah. What do you need? Like, I need John Cassidy in about 24 months to do 12 issues. Can <laughs> <laughs> they bring Done. out Tildy? Yeah. So we we go back to the flashback of Tildy and what actually happened um, in her nightmare. She's a murderer. <laughs> and uh, they, Dr. Rao explains to the public that this little girl uh, has the mutant ability to bring her nightmares to life, which ultimately slaughtered her parents. We actually see the scene. She's and basically it's, a it's green lantern creepy. without it's, a ring. Yeah. It's gruesome. She basically can just create constructs out of her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, while it, she's dreaming. And it, it's like a, an evil alien. And she's kind of thing. like. She is. The, she's there. The, yeah, she's yeah. in the she's in the middle of it, and it's like in the beginning, it said that her mom's blood tastes yummy, and her dad is next. Like, Ugh. I mean, and she has people like, like nailed to the wall through their chests, like staked to the wall, and it's it's crazy, Pretty terrifying. It's nasty. <clears throat> so the X Men arrive on the scene for the hostage situation, X-Men. and it's a big fan X Men. Um, and it, it's I a like party. All their entrances. <laughs> it, it's a party that uh, Emma Frost has not been invited to for the first time in years. She's very mad about that. Yeah, she yeah. is not. She, she is not happy. Um, and I love this that um, Kitty's taking people. Oh yeah, how Kitty yeah. saves the hostages. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. She's just coming up to the floor. She's like. <laughs> she's just pulling people right underneath their noses well, literally the first one she comes up and she has to like plug the you know hold their mouth so they don't scream yeah they're all laying on they're all laying on the floor and kitty's just saving all of them and no one's even paying any attention at all um and then and then a guy starts shooting the window yeah. out of nowhere and he <laughs> says find out he's crazy. Swimming yeah. coach or something. <laughs> thought i didn't see you huh thought you'd sneak by and said who are you talking to he said my swim coach <laughs> <laughs> when I, I, I had to go back and read that like twice because i was like wait what did i miss yeah. Yeah. i thought i was missing a page <laughs> or something <laughs> on a digital file <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like oh uh, yeah emma's here <laughs> yeah miss <laughs> frost is here pay attention then Beast- will you explain her power set for anyone that 
doesn't yeah so so i know she can turn to diamond come on it's true yeah but she but but she's she's gorgeous bang cyclops in his dream and she's also she's almost as powerful as professor x is as far as mental is she like a level five then too probably four four okay yeah um yeah she's she's up there yeah she's she's an an extremely (laughs) she's an extremely powerful telepath um, she, she can push your mind. She can make you do things that, that you don't want to do. Uh, she can read your thoughts and, um, she often uses it to make you believe that you're seeing things that you aren't really seeing. So she can like really in- yeah. deeply influence people. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, she's kind of terrifying actually. <laughs> um, so, and then, and then comes like the intro. <laughs> so X-Men, oh. you, you, you've got beasts swinging in through the window. Oh, that's so cool. Cy- he just drop kicks in. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he drop kicks a guy through the window. Cyclops blasts a hole through the wall, which also knocks a guy down. Wolverine comes from the ceiling and Kitty comes up from the floor and starts taking out guys. And, and then, Emma just walks in. Yeah, because she's Emma. But, but she's in diamond form. Also, she cannot use her telepathic abilities while Which, she's yeah. in diamond form. Oh, okay. That's good. FYI. Um, actually, the next arc on this is so good with that. Um, anyway, so then this alien is standing there and he says, ah, X-Men, you didn't disappoint. He, he was waiting for them. It was all a trap set up. Um, they all try to fight him and Lose. they basically get their butts kicked. Wolverine gets cut through his stomach beast gets thrown onto cyclops it's perfect the wolverine got cut up yeah and no one else did yeah emma does (laughs) get uh, a punch in but then he mentions that on his planet they use diamonds in their pillows and then from the window lucky ah yes who is the only one who is really any kind of effective against Ord? This who is Kitty's dragon? If anyone's yes, Lockheed Lockheed so is awesome. an alien dragon <laughs> that uh, has kind of bonded with Kitty. It's shit like that that like throws you so far off though, because like you can get yourself in the mind like, okay, there's these people that exist. They're mutants. They have powers. Whatever. Alien oh, dragon. dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's like hold on now. Um, feels like such a left. You know, I like it, but I think like for more casual X Men fans like myself that don't read a lot of X Men, when you read stuff like that, you're like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> well, Cyclops decides that they're going to talk to the press because they're going to be public superheroes now, and so the press is asking a whole bunch of questions. And my favorites are, "Do you have a license for that bat?" Referring to Lockheed, the alien dragon. Oh yeah. And, what is your relationship with that bat? Yeah. <laughs> and Kitty responds with, "I don't even know what that means." <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, and then they ask uh, Hank McCoy what he thinks about the cure, and this is, of course, the like, first time like, that he has heard of, heard of it. Um, so the kids at the school, they hear about the cure. They're kind of freaking out. Some people are ready to fight. Some people are ready to line up to, to take the cure. Um, they have to figure out whether or no... Uh, whether or not it's going to work. And Emma's first thought is, well, we're going to have to kill Kavita Rao. Mm-hmm. Like, oh... And Kitty says, well, there's a thought-out plan. I thought of a fun game we're going to play at the end of this podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um... Fuck me, Kim. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, Cyclops being Cyclops is like, we need to know everything about him before we can launch a plan of attack. We need to know everything about the cure. Uh, we got to know if it works. We got to know if it's, you know, if it's uh, permanent. 
And Beast basically vouches for Dr. Rao, says she's a leading... Um, he has a relationship with her already. Yeah, right? a leading yeah. biologist, and that if she says that she can cure, cure mutation, then it's probably... She probably can do it. Yeah, so like she's not blowing so. smoke. Um, They, they kind of talk it out. They have a conversation. Uh, Emma asks Kitty to stay behind for probably the best conversation in oh, comics their their back and forth is really good um where is that where she tells her like you're only here because i want you here is that where yeah she, yeah yeah so emma emma tells kitty that she asked for her specifically because she knows that kitty will keep her in check yeah she says being an x-men means a lot to me but it doesn't always agree with me i need to ma- i need you to make sure that i don't cross the line and then Kitty like, brings. Bitch, you've been crossing the line since you stepped in the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't think you don't think cheating on cheating with a married man in your mind was crossing the line? <laughs> well, and then and then Kitty comes out and just says, "The first time I ever met the X Men, the first day they were ambushed and captured and caged by you. I learned more about good and evil in that one day than I ever have before or since. I was thirteen. When I think about evil, whenever I think about the concept of evil, yours is the face that I see." I don't have to watch you, Miss Frost. I can smell you. And then she just phases out of the room. And she's like halfway phasing out, though, when she says that yeah. last line, which is, it's, it's a cool looking. It's such a cool, such a cool panel. panel. Beast um, breaks into the, what's the name of the company? Banatech. There you go. Um, Beast breaks in, gets through all the defenses because he's Beast, uh, lands in front of Kavita Rao, um, and basically says, I'm not here to stop you. I'm not here to destroy it. I just want to know if it works. Yeah, because she's basically, she's like, you know how guarded this place is? Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, like, have you seen me? Now, this is this is one of those things I felt like The Last End really could have explored. Like, if there's anybody who would want a cure, it's Beast. Oh, yeah. Like, Beast and Rogue, right? And they yeah. did a little bit of, with Rogue, but they did it wrong. But they did it terribly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they should have done none of it. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, like, I just feel like that's a missing opportunity. That's how the second issue ends. We go into the third issue where Kitty, uh, who has also been named uh, student counselor, is talking to a kid who's uh, particularly concerned that his powers are going to be taken away. And his, his name is Wing. His name is Wing, and he has the ability to fly. He's not Asian. Without wings, and, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. He just he just wants to fly. He just uh, listens to R. Kelly and just flies around he believes he does yeah he he does he (laughs) believes that he can touch the sky that's right (laughs) and maybe play in space jam too does he Um, bump and grind yeah i'm pretty sure um kenny tries to tell him that mutants are a community and that they'll all stand up for each other and that they're stronger than this and the kid just turns and says miss pride you a freaking retard (laughs) (laughs) well when i read that too i'm like man i know what year this was written in Like people kind of gotten away from that word a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I was like, oh man, this book got a little dated, didn't it? Hickman used it um, in one of his Fantastic Four. I can't remember if it was FF or Fantastic Four, but it was it was uh, the kids, Valeria oh. and uh, Franklin. Franklin, mm-hmm. and one of them called one a retard. And like this is back when they did letter columns, and people lost their freaking mind. And he's like, this is how kids talk. I mean. I'm sorry. Right. I know it's offensive, but this is how kids talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. But like, I I love that. He's just like, dude, I'm not I'm not an idiot. Well, well, she she tries to give him kind of the generic like, look, we need to stand yeah. together because we have a community of people, whatever. And he basically is like, yeah, I don't want to hear none of that. Like, come on, now. <laughs> don't don't give me this. 
Don't give me the we're a mutant community routine. People are lining up for yeah. the cure. Yeah. So then, so then, and it's not even like they're not even approved to give it to anybody. At this yeah. point, these mm-hmm. people yeah. are like going to camp out. Yeah. They, and there's <laughs> and they said I think they said that there's like 1,600 people lined up just to get the cure, as there probably would be though, right? Oh, yeah. I would imagine. No, I, I, I absolutely. Imagine riots would be happening. I mean that that was kind of the same thing that we saw like when they announced that Obamacare was going to be a thing, like before the law was even passed, people were like lining up asking for it. And it was like, no, well, they're, they're still, <laughs> you, re- you realize they got to pass the law. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're, they're still, th- there are still steps that we, that we got to take here. So people are lined up out, outside this Banatech. And, uh, then we go back to the mansion and they're having basically the morning coffee. And this is where we find out that Emma teaches ethics and, uh, Kitty d- does have a huge problem. She can't with help that. herself. She's oh, like, I love it because they, they're having this whole conversation. They mention the ethics thing in the conversation. The conversation goes on, and Kitty afterwards is like, Well, would you teach ethics? <laughs> How are we not <laughs> you, discussing you, you that? You teach ethics, and she says, Yes, let's do make jokes right now. She says, I'm not joking. I have a very large problem with that concept. <laughs> she says, Our students are fleeing the school, you half wit. And Kitty replies, well, maybe it's time for another peppy. They will always hate us speech that I'm sh- I'm sure that helped. <laughs> yeah. And then Savage. Wolverine just says, I thought I was the one that had claws. Did we already pass the part where, yeah, we already did, huh, where Wolverine, it's after they come back from the first fight where he has the line, he's like, I'm not doing anything that doesn't involve beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Wolverine is my spirit animal. They're, they're like, you and Cyclops can fight again. He's like, I don't do anything without beers. Well, you can fight for beers. Yeah, and Wolverine's beast, like, beast is like, you right. can fight for beers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's that meme? I think I sent it to you where he's sitting there, kind of hunched. It has nothing to do with this, but it's Wolverine. It looks like he's bummed out, and I think it's Laura comes in. Is there anything I can do to help? And he's like, "Are you a beer?" Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God um, bless Wolverine. And th- this is where Beast walks in and mentions that Kavita Rao has given him a sample of the cure. Bum bum bum, and he says it very nonchalantly. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and Wolverine's like, what? And yeah, that catches Wolverine's attention real quick. The next time we see Ord the alien, his face is torched thanks to Lockheed the alien dragon, who obviously has a greater effect on him for being an He's alien. He's an interesting design from the get-go. Is is this his introduction or is he? Yeah, yeah okay. this is a, this is a okay. He's, creation. He's a weird design. He's got like me. a weird like uh, his his duck bill has been sliced off. He's a he's, he's one of those mask for this could be since he's an alien. He's yeah. a visual thing that when I see him I'm like, yeah, I'm not rushing out to buy that action figure. <laughs> like it's, it it's kind of looks a, like the Toxic Avenger in the kind of yeah. with, with like a nose guard. <laughs> and and again, the art is really good. It's just it's just a weird design for that character. I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I feel like that could have been I feel, it feels like it was an early draft of what he could have looked like that probably could have been worked on a little bit more and maybe refined a little bit it's no zorn yeah sure zorn's a a great sure isn't um great (laughs) so anyway uh we we find out though (laughs) we find out that ord is uh actually working with kavita rao and that it's his technology that has gotten her as far as she has on the mutant cure though she's not a pushover by any means um, he's threatening her, and she's just like, "I don't care." <laughs> she says, uh, "He says you are a pawn, esteemed doctor. In a grand scheme, you could not comprehend its scope." She says, uh, "Then I won't try. Play your games, Ord. I have more important things to do." <laughs> like, she's just yeah. She don't take his shit at all. No, 
No, I actually kind of like her. And then this is one of those, this to me, the next page we have Cyclops who has gone to Nick Fury asking for help because they are dealing with an (laughs) alien. And to me, this is, this is the beginning of, of the Cyclops that we know now. Mary has something to say and so do I. So I do. Because I was totally confused <laughs> yeah. on who that was. Hold at on. First. on. I was because I'm so Because he was white. Because he was so, white? Yeah. You're I'm racist. So used racist. To, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to the movies. And I was like, who's this? Punisher? And it wasn't until, and it wasn't until yeah. he Cyclops showed up. Cyclops goes and asks for help from Frank Castle. <laughs> when, uh. It wasn't until later when they come back and they're like, they say Fury. I'm like, oh, that's Fury. <laughs> the so, David Hasselhoff version. So, yeah. in the early yeah. part of this book... <laughs> I've seen that movie. In the early the part of this horrible. book, Emma Frost comes in and she's like, I'm going to be the biggest douche nozzle in this book until Nick Fury's like, not so fast. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Hold my, my beard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but not so fast. See, and there's, there's a lot of people later on. So this is kind of the beginning of the Cyclops we know of the people have kind of taken this Hickman took this and ran with it uh, or not Hickman, excuse me. Uh, He's a fraction though. <laughs> yeah. Fraction kind of took over after this and kind of took Cyclops down that road. And it's kind of been the same thing where when everybody's like, man, Cyclops is such a douche, but here is really where Cyclops really learns that mutants are on their They're, own. They got to fight for themselves. Nobody's yeah. com- nobody's coming to help them. And if oh, that's yeah. going to be the case, then screw them. Yeah. We're we're just going to do this. Like and that and this is really kind of the beginning of that path um right here because Fury basically just says uh he says, "Yeah, I'll I'll help you find out who this alien is." He says, "But if he's got some beef with your ex-team, that problem's not mine. And if you think anybody here's losing sleep over whether or not mutants might all suddenly lose their powers, then you ain't been to Manhattan lately." I mean, he, he basically just tells him, "Nobody cares about you." To be fair, they did level that city pretty good. Though. They they did, <laughs> yeah, and they they definitely have reason. But he goes on to talk about how Magneto is one of them, and he's like, "Hey, no, that you know that's not fair." But really, this is the first time that Cyclops is really like, "Okay, fine. If you're not going to help us, we're going to help ourselves." You, you yeah. didn't catch the giant helicarrier he was flying away from, Mary. Take that as a no. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Like, I was man. like, oh, it's she's a, like, it's a flying like, ship. Okay, she's like, man, Frank Castle's she really like, done well for us. She was looking at the wrong panel. Remember the yeah. broken window? I was. I was. It's not even a panel. It's a whole page. <laughs> That's what makes it all the better. Oh, I love this too, where um, Fury and Cyclops are talking, and he says, "What makes you think we would harbor a fugitive?" And he says, "How's Miss Frost?" Yeah. Oh, he's like, Oof. uh. And then, and, and then, it's even worse too because like he's sleeping with her too. So like, yeah. it's like a little extra sting. It's like not only are you keeping her around, like you're dating her Going basically. To pound town. And then, yeah. and then Fury says, you know, we're we're always watching you, and if there's going to be a problem, we're going to know ahead of time. And he's like, oh really? Were you watching when Genosha was destroyed? Because I don't remember Shield stepping in and helping out. And he's like, yeah, that's not on our territory. Yeah, that ain't American soil. I mean, so yeah, so I mean. I mean, this but is you, this yeah, is how I justify a lot of Cyclops' yeah, he's actions. Dealing with people that are dealing with aliens, I'm like that's not American. Soil that's another either. thing that happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's a global. Thing. That's another thing that happens towards the end of the Morrison run that they have Sentinels destroy Genosha and a bunch of other shit that right. goes on too. So, um, and then, and then, uh, and then Agent Brand, who we haven't met yet, I think this is the first time we've ever seen her. Right? I think so. She who? could. There's a secret. There's a secret agent that pops up, an unknown secret agent that pops up behind Nick Fury and says, "What do you think he knows?" 
And then it goes back to Beast um, studying the cure. And Wolverine walks in. This is the scene you were talking about a couple of weeks ago when yeah. you were talking about the last stand. Really yeah. good. Like they could have they could have done something like this. They could have just cut that right oh, out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Wolverine walks in and and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He says, "I'm looking at at the at the sample. Just, I'm just says, I'm just studying. Destroy it. I'm just uh, Fl- running a couple of uh, couple tests. Yeah, here. flush it down the john. Like I know what you're thinking." Um, and he says, Emma can hear you like a neon sign. I want to get out. I want to get out. Is that how it goes, McCoy? Have you had enough? You want to see how the other half lives their half lives? And like Wolverine's kind of a dick at the beginning of it, but like as he kind of explains more though, where it's like, no, dude, like I understand. Like, trust me, I would love to have done the whole married thing, whatever, but like the fact is, you go do that, and then there's still more mutant people suffering while you're just like standing by. Like you can't do that, dude. We've basically made a commitment at this point that like we fight for this, we believe in this thing, right? And he, he even says it's because you're an X Men. Yeah. Like if you do this, that gives that gives a green card to anybody else who wants to do this. Uh-huh. Like you give people an excuse by doing this. Um, and he, he says some weak sister in the freshman dorm wants to drop his powers. I could care less, but an X-Men, one of us caves and it's over. It's an endorsement stamp for every single mutant to be lined up and neutered. And you know that, and you know that. So either flush it down the John right now, or I'm going to turn you into a throw. It's like, it's like, if you ever had like a, like a celebrity or something like say you really looked up to when you were a kid, whether it be like an athlete or something and like they get in trouble for something, whatever. It's like, yeah. Oh no, not you. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's like you, you, you know, if like you idolize Michael Jordan or something and then he gets in trouble for you gambling, know, gambling or whatever. And it's yeah. like, you look at these people as like gods, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for, for the mutant community, they're the people on the front lines that are actually fighting for this shit when no one really cares about them. Like, Nick Fury's established that. No one cares about you guys. No, but the, and but so, the mutants do. Exactly, but like, they're, it's, so that's what I'm saying. They're the only ones that are fighting for their community because no one else cares. Right. And so if one of them folds, then yeah, like, that looks pretty crappy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> bad look. Absolutely. So then... <laughs> I love this. So then Wolverine and Beast fight. The fight goes out in the hall, and one of the kids... Says so. So the teachers just spend all their time just trying to kill each other. This See, place love, is so I love cool. This place. <laughs> <laughs> and then Emma makes them stop and bow to each other in the hallway. <laughs> and then they go to the best version of the danger room. Because so you'll never get see. into the danger room before I make you bloody tango. And it's oh, all yeah. pink. <laughs> it's like a child's playroom, but they're all like really small. It now. looks like a, almost like a, like a tea party or something yeah. like a, uh-huh. a kid would have With stuffed animals. And yeah. And Emma says how fitting it is because they're all acting like children. Mm-hmm. And Emma, oh yeah, because she's like, I didn't design it, but it is, it is fitting. And then Kitty walks in and says, "She's a teacher, ethics and all." <laughs> like, <laughs> Kitty, Kitty is Zinger. not dropping this. And I love how Wolverine just plops in like a teddy bear's lap, and he's just like, as much as I've bashed on Emma, though, she does get the best joke of the whole book. We're not there yet, but when it comes, I, I, I laughed out loud. It was the only time. Like, there was a couple times I'm like, huh. Eh. Like that, there was a thing with Emma later that I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, oh, and then um, this is where Scott starts making his plan. He says, "Kitty, you're the computer whiz. whiz. Start running down Benetech. I want to know exactly who's funding this research." Hanks in the lab. Emma, check on the students. I'm going to contact some of the other teams. See how far this is reaching. Wolverine says, "Me." And Scott says, "Have a beer and stay away from Hank." <laughs> he says, "It's a plan." <laughs> 
So that's that's pretty they great. They really are all freaking. Yeah, they're they're all like white. Yeah, all white panels. Like I say, it's it's a different experience when you're looking at the pages together and stuff. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd never noticed that. And then uh, it's, a, it's an art form, baby. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Emma says. Kitty thinks I'm controlling everything you say. And Scott takes oh, yeah. a beat and looks. He's like, you're, you're not right. It's <laughs> like, you'll never see me naked again. <laughs> um, and then threat. <laughs> and then, and then beast finds something, which apparently he doesn't tell anybody else, but he's, but he says that they're, that the DNA that they're using, that they're experimenting on is somebody that they know. And he says, "Why does nothing ever stay buried?" And Scott assumes that it's. Gene. Oh yeah, yeah. That they've they've been yeah testing they've, it on they've a, been, on a dead body uh-huh. that they believe is genes. Issue four. Yes, issue four. Dun dun dun. X Men issue four. Um, <laughs> X Men coming for more. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so then we get a little bit of Ord's back history. Um, he was kind of a champion on his planet. He earned the right to come to this planet to stop the mutants. That's fair. That's that's what we that's what we know of Ord so far. See if they, if it was just this with the yeah if it was just that costume without the hood that would be super awesome. Yeah. Well, I don't even mind him having like the little mask thing at the bottom half. You know, I just yeah. I don't like the the whole you know. Um, so they round up the X-Men, but they don't tell them everything. They just say that they're working on a mutant at the labs and they're going to go see who it is. Um, they show up to the labs in Benetech. Kitty's on point. Um, while Kitty phases through, plays with the security system, gets everybody in. Um, and then Scott says, basically, all right, we, we split up into teams. They, we go back to the mansion and Wing and uh, Armor are in the mansion and they get confronted by Ord, the big alien guy who is now in the mansion and they tell them that uh, the X-Men aren't home. Currently. He wants to fight the X-Men so bad and he yeah. keeps getting screwed. Yeah. Every time he tries to like, draw them out, he never gets to... <laughs> they're then he, they're then where he, goes, he should be. Then he, goes to the, then he goes to their house <laughs> and they're not there. Because <laughs> they're where he should be. Yeah. Um. Emma is uh, good luck, Kylie Saber, a little bit. Awesome, dude. Emma, Emma's a little upset here because um, she knows that Scott thinks it's Jean, and she d- really doesn't like playing second fiddle. Never date a woman that can read your mind. No, bad idea. Bad, way bad. Bad idea. idea. And Scott is really attracted to them. He's <laughs> 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 got a bad pattern. Um, one of my favorite uh, Scott Summers comments was in a book was it vaughn that wrote the icon cyclops mini oh my god i can't remember and it, and it kind of takes place in between this and and the other run because he's like off after gene dies he goes off on his motorcycle yeah. and, and he goes up north a little bit so it's kind of in between morrison's run and this and it's an icons miniseries and he just says uh he sees a, a girl at the desk and he says eh, what can i say i've got a thing for redheads Oh, well, what am I talking about? They're all redheads. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they're all redheads. I love that line. Anyway, uh, Emma is trying to actually convince uh, Scott that Gene wasn't good for him, which is kind of a dick move. Oh, yeah. But also not wrong. <laughs> and uh, 
and then she refers to Jean Grey as the sacred cow, and then under her breath says, "At least we agree on half of that." Oh yeah, <laughs> she's a man. <laughs> You're like, oh god. Um, Kitty starts phasing <laughs> through the floor. <laughs> And uh, she says she can't feel the bottom, so she's just going to go for it, which is really brave of Kitty, actually, because she has to kind of hold her breath while she does that. Um, and she just tells Lockheed to wait for her and and uh, phases through the floor. And that's when it's revealed that they are calling the the cure the hope serum. Yep. They have the audacity to call it the hope serum. <laughs> they have the audacity. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, Hank and Wolverine are paired up together and they kind of uh, continue their conversation that they had in the lab until they get a whiff of a dead female body. Um, It's a butterfly lady. Ord is talking to the kids. Uh, We go back to the conversation with the kids. The kids tell them that the X-Men aren't there. It's really weird, though. He's very frustrated. He is very frustrated. It plays really awkward, though, for the first like two panels, though, where he's like, so, so you're you're sure they're not here? Yeah, they're not here, <laughs> yeah. man. We could take a message for you. Do Do you know when they're coming? Like, <laughs> like when someone like came to your door when your parents were home. Like, yeah, your parents here? No. When are they coming back? <laughs> yeah, it is. But you know what time? Children never tell a stranger that your parents aren't home. <laughs> yeah, never answer the door. Just never answer. There the door. Especially if he looks anything like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he's already in their home. True. That's <laughs> true. And he's getting he's getting agitated. Um, armor starts picking up on it. She goes full armor, decks him. Um, and then Wing he tries to Wing, run away. Wing but... tries to escape. He catches Wing in Fails. the air. And injects him with the serum and wing crash falls. I thought he was dead, honestly. All the way to the ground. Yeah, I, I was, was like, well, die. that's the end of that kid. <laughs> More. <laughs> More. <laughs> the only one who could ever make me laugh. Um, he was sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> or Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's oh, better. Yeah. That's better. Shit. And this is him crashing <laughs> afterward. <laughs> yeah. It works on so many levels. <laughs> Um. So so they, they notify the inception. Lady. It's like a joke. They a find joke. the dead lady. They find they find the de- they find the dead lady, and it's somebody that we don't know. Um, it says that it looks like she took her own life, but they're not convinced. Yeah, she's kind of she like a like butterfly, Alicia. kind of a butterfly lady. Um, and Scott is convinced that this is is not the body that they've been using to experiment on. <sighs> Um, <laughs> we, so 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 the the gene, the gene thing is basically just played for a last page zinger at the end of the previous because they never really you know yeah you know it's like the, I, well, I, I, well, I kind of hate when Emma, they do that Emma, Emma mentions to Scott that his heart is racing when he thinks it's it could be Gene yeah I just I kind of hate when they do that though when it's like it's Gene and they go like no it's not but <laughs> we just really wanted you to buy the next issue so like what if it's Gene. <laughs> But it's that's a um, that's a Bendis thing too. Bendis does yeah. that shit a lot. Like every, it's a it's a comic book. It's, it's a, a comic. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a comic. But, but, no, but I mean, some people have made their bread and butter on that shit. Guys in armor and machine guns are attacking. Yeah, um, they bust in the room. Guys in armor and machines. Cyclops get shot. Bam. And, Bam. and then Kitty. And then we then we go back to Kitty. <laughs> Emeralds here. 
Kitty Kate, is found the bottom. Katie finally finds Kitty. Katie. Kitty. Fi- <laughs> Kitty finally finds uh, the sub basement after like what a hundred feet of metal. Yeah. Yeah. But but she said it was weird because it didn't. It felt feel, weird. It yeah. Was... The molecules shifted differently. Yeah, like it, it wasn't not... real metal. Wasn't from here. Yeah. She said she it's the, whatever it's made like of. It's not from Earth. From yeah. Me. Yeah. So she. Yeah. And it actually made her really tired to to go through she it. She has all. to keep reminding herself. She's like, hold on, mission at hand. She's like, what if I get sick? Hold on. Um, they the guards see her they start firing at her she opens she picks a lock she opens the the next door and then Cling. you see a bullet Cling. and this was this was my orgasmic metal. moment when I read this series this was my like oh yeah because yeah. it's also one of like the most beautiful pages I've oh, yeah. ever it's really seen. good yeah, yeah. the and, next thing you hear is hello kitty how I have <laughs> missed you in my arms <laughs> Colossus, the the previously thought to be dead Colossus is now just standing behind Kitty. And Kitty is just in like awe. She's like, what? Kitty's in shock and he just runs straight through her like he doesn't even see her. Just runs straight through her. He goes, beats up the guards. Um, Come, uh, she, she tries, she stops Colossus from killing them. And then he, and then Colossus reverts back to his human form and says, Oh, kitty, finally. Am I finally, am I finally dead? dead? Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking. Who who does the, the voice for, for Colossus in the Deadpool movies? Somebody no, who should do Colossus forever. Because that, <laughs> yeah. that guy is I, perfect. I love his voice. Four or five moments to be a hero. I love that. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it's the best thing ever. No, he no, he is fantastic. And with Deadpool coming over to the MCU, I really hope they at least keep that Colossus too, because that Colossus is perfect. Yeah, he is everything we wanted Colossus to be, not some rated up jock. Yeah, the, Cyclops the, no, is the one in the the X Men movies. He can he can carry a TV. Yeah, one of those big old couldn't carry a franchise <laughs> or a Russian <laughs> accent for that matter. Um, Cyclops is like hallucinating. Um, he says, X-Men sound off. He says, Iceman sounding off. Fireman sounding off. Clothing man sounding off. Ability to hop man here. <laughs> he says, wait a minute. Aren't you all the same person? And then he sees a, an image of Gene that says, oh, darling, what a failure you are. I like when he's dressed up. That's awesome. In the tutu. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a tutu on. He says, but do you at least like the costumes? <laughs> and, and the, well, the, the panels of Gene are gorgeous too. Oh, yeah. Like, oh man. And then uh the two. Emma says he's bleeding out, he needs medical attention, and the guards just say, Really? Well, I guess I I guess I'm glad I'm not him then. Um back at the mansion, um Wing, Wing, Wing is being healed by Elixir. Uh he's like reforming his bones, and then uh he finally does wake up. Uh the cuckoos say they've lost connection with Emma, which is always a bad thing. And, um, who's how are they gonna get their ethics now? <laughs> yeah, Wing Wing wakes up and realizes that he has been cured. That he his worst fear has come true. He can't I, fly. I think he, it's he, funny. He, he you find out powers. he survived because um, she caught him. Yeah, yeah. yeah armor actually, armor caught him. Yeah, but I mean they mentioned I mean, that still, armor. I mean he still broke some shit, but he, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. He didn't I think it's splat. funny when those triplets are talking about how her thoughts about Scott are <laughs> <laughs> are, inappropriate. are inappropriate. Yeah, the cuckoos. Uh, Miss Frost has Miss Frost has broken contact. Something is happening where she is. Something about Mister Summers. She's horribly in love with him. 
Love is the stupidest thing I ever heard of. Look what it did to Esme. Miss Frost should, should be a better example. Her thoughts about him during class are sweaty and inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Back to Colossus you know, and kids, Kitty. You know, comics for kids. <laughs> uh, Kitty, Kitty, and Colossus um, are having a conversation. She needs to catch her breath because she's she's not only taken back by the so fact that love. he's still alive, but also because that metal like kind of messed her up a little. I like that she believes him really, really, like quickly though. I I, I like that because I like that she like tells him shit up. She's like, if you're some kind of clone oh, or a robot or whatever, yeah. that's fine. But if you're some fucking impersonator or, <laughs> or shapeshifter, shapeshifter, she's like, you better tell me now because I swear to God. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm just going to kill you. Yeah. But then crazy. he's like, he's like, it's me. And she's like, I believe you. I don't know why, but I do. Like, I, I, I mean, like she that. She talks about transporting his ashes. And yeah. He's like, you did that? <laughs> Thank <Really>? you. <laughs> yeah. Decoy. I never knew him. that you cared so much. They were torturing him. Yeah, they were they were torturing Colossus. They were experimenting on him. He doesn't know how long he's been in there. Um, And... Let's see. Every day they would give me cereal, but no milk. (laughs) (laughs) That is torture. (laughs) And it's never like name brand. It's all like Malto meal. (laughs) Here's your boy, Kicks. It wasn't Crunch. It wasn't Crunch Berries. It was Colossal Crunch. (laughs) It's Kicks and Cheerios. Not like Honey Nut, just plain plain Cheerios. I like Kicks. (laughs) Notice how that... Kicks commercial like says, cardboard. It, it I says like kids kicks. tested, mothers approved. Like nowhere does it say the kids approved. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like kids tested, not positively, but they did <laughs> test them. I liked it. <laughs> Basically, well, we tested them to find out that they are edible. It, it was good when you poured like a cup of sugar on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would always put like yeah, powdered that's, sugar. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. They were I fine by themselves. <laughs> they had to eat grape nuts with no. <laughs> I with like, no milk, grape nuts, like grape nuts are terrible. Grape nuts are terrible. Oh no! I, oh, I'm with Mary on that. I like grape nuts. That shit's too crunchy, and they fill you and up. Raisin bran. Oh, raisin bran's awesome. That's an old man cereal, but it's good. <laughs> I love raisin bran. Dude. <laughs> I'm down. Do you remember Smurfberry Crunch, dude? I, yes, <laughs> no. I, I, I agree. I like raisin bran too. It's really, really good. All right. So anyway, um, uh, <laughs> Doctor. Uh, Rao runs into the room and realizes that the X-Men have been shot up and she's super mad at the guards and she calls for surgeons to come in. Emma is saying, just let us go. We have a healer at home. Uh, Dr. Rao says she never authorized any kind of force. She doesn't want to hurt anybody and that's the point. Um, and says, nothing but but noble intentions, yes? This is Emma speaking. You're a, a veritable Oppenheimer. What's next? Eliminating the gay gene? Love that line. <laughs> I, I like that line. Homosexuality doesn't represent a threat to human existence, she says. And like, you says, haven't been to many churches. <laughs> We're clearly watching different televangelists. Where the hell is that med team? Um, so they go back. Uh, the guards. Uh, Beast, Beast goes like total like feral. Which he also uh, earlier mentioned that the beast is feels like he's kind of losing it, like he's he's having more feral tendencies with with his new mutation. Uh, he's worried he's just gonna be a. He doesn't know if it's a, a second mutation or what's. Uh huh. Which is another thing that Morrison he's introduced in his one, which I know McCord doesn't like, but I think I don't like. I think the second mutations. mutation idea is cool. 
most secondary mutations. I do like Emma's diamond form, but for the most part, I don't. I, I like the idea of like evolution keeps evolving, but not in the same person. I mean, uh, they had that before. I mean, you have the externals who are in the next step above the mutants and you have mm-hmm. whatever the crab multiple man is, which is not a- exactly a mutant either. I mean, they have. Well, that's how I have always, those things in Days of Future Past the movie. That's how I always wrote off how proceeded. Kitty could do the time thing, because everyone's like, that's not Kitty's power. I'm like, <laughs> it's her secondary mutation. That's what it is. <laughs> it was also Stupid. Oh, it was, but I mean, <laughs> that, also, that's how I wrote it off. I'm like, oh, that was the worst part of that. I really like that movie. That was they're like that was they're like crap. Well, it's supposed to be Kitty that goes back in time, but Hugh Jackman makes us a lot of money. <laughs> so, but we can't just kick Kitty out of the movie because then the fans will be upset if she's not at least included in the Days of Future Past movie. So, what if we just have her be the one that sends it back? It doesn't make any sense. Just do it. <laughs> I wear the suit. <laughs> I'm the leader. I'm the one that makes the decisions. <laughs> I'm the leader. That's an Aristocats joke. Yes, it anybody. is. No, I got it. Like that's like the best, the best characters in the whole movie. <laughs> I'm the leader. I'll decide uh, when we go. Okay, let's go. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so then Hank is like super upset. And uh, he forces Kavita Rao to look over the cadaver that they were looking at. The butterfly girl. And and says, how did she die? And she said, this girl killed herself. Or at least it was made to look that way. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Scott is psychically communicating with Emma. Uh, so they don't know that he is conscious yet. I love that, though. I love the build up to that whole thing. Like, hey, I'm ready to go whenever you are. I love that. Scott, darling, don't try to talk. He says, you really got scared. I can feel it. When you think at me, it's very sweet. Especially yeah. when Wolverine, he's like, I'm all healed up, just waiting for the signal. I'm like, like, oh, that's a pretty badass build up now, to the fight. You now, patch me like, to the me others. To <laughs> um, then Hank and Rao continue their conversation. Um, and then and then Hank basically says, I scared you good, didn't I? <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I got I'm, you. Not, I'm not really feral. <laughs> and then... Uh, Scott's psychically communicating. Wolverine says that he's healed enough and he's he's waiting on everybody else. And then Scott says, then let's show these battle bot rejects just who they're dealing with. And then Cyclops. Cyclops has some of the best moments in this, uh, in, in Whedon's run. One of my favorite versions of, of him for sure. Yeah. Um and then uh and then the X-Men just take out the guards and Wolverine cuts off a guy's ear. Because, you know. You for do. kids. <laughs> um, oh, and then Emma takes control of them. <laughs> because uh, apparently the left ear the Wolverine cut off had their psychic scramblers on them. And and so she made she took uh, mental control over them. Which is cool. Um, <laughs> Cyclops wakes up and says, nice work, X-Men. My girlfriend is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, then they get going. Uh, Kavita Rao says she's given all of her samples and all the data to hundreds of teams around the world. Um, and Wolverine says, nice bluff, but I call. Wolverine can tell when you're lying. Yeah. He can, he can smell, smell it. it. Oh, he, he, he literally can. He can smell the pheromones off you, but he can also hear your heartbeat as well, just like Daredevil can. Um, but Wolverine is cooler. 
And then and then Ord comes in and says, and to think I went looking for you. <laughs> like, finally, we get the matchup between Ord and the X-Men. Um, and Emma turns into Diamond and stands in front of Dr. Rao. And he says, Miss Frost, there's no substance on Earth that my blade can't cut through. And she says, good to know, and hides behind Dr. That, Rao. That's the one that, dude, <laughs> dude I, I laughed out loud. Because she, like, gets up and, like, goes diving. And then she's like... Okay, oh, yeah, she grabs. Yeah, she grabs Doctor Brown, puts it. I was like, dude, that's funny. I don't even care. That's a well executed joke. Um, and Wolverine uh, says, "Man's got eyeballs, and if he's a man by our definition, that's not the only thing that's off." That's Emma's line as well. And then, uh, or it says, "Too scared for stratagems, X Men." But notice how. Cyclops I love all their. Not any, oh, Cyclops is. I love all their reactions, though. Like when they see Colossus show back up, they're all just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Even Wolverine's got like the big eyes. Like yeah. what? Yeah, and then uh, Kitty phases Colossus through the floor. It's amazing. Um, awesome splash page. And then uh, Ord says, "Maybe it's time we finish this." And doesn't know Colossus is standing behind him. And Wolverine says, "Okay, yeah. Why don't we do that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then Ord says, "What are you all looking at?" Oh no. Is that dragon thing behind me? <laughs> and then Colossus just basically breaks Ord's back. At least it should have. Well, I have very much bones to pick with you. And then he goes like full Hulk smash right here too. There's there's oh, one yeah. panel where he does the the like the two fisted Hulk. He's got smash. that crazy face. Yeah, I mean Colossus is just going to town on this guy. And then Wolverine town, just says, town. "Finish it, Pete." And uh, then Fury shows up with S.H.I.E.L.D. You ain't gonna win this day. Dude, and Ord's just like pounded into the ground. Yeah, he is. I love this, I love this cover too. Oh, where yeah, she's like yeah. half phased through Colossus. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, love it. Did Cassidy draw the whole thing? Like the whole... Like I, know yeah. he, I knew he drew yeah. this, this story yeah, arc, I but think, did he draw I, the whole run? I think run? he drew all the way through. How many issues did Whedon do? Was it 20, 24. 24? Okay, so he did... I think... I think so. Okay. I think there's two. Is this, two one, of these is this one through, one through twelve? Is this one through twelve? I think it was twenty-four. Yeah, there's okay. two and volumes. Cassidy drew all of them of twelve issues. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And then Warren Ellis came on and actually came out on time. Yeah, and then <laughs> it got really bad, and I actually stopped reading an X Men. You that's... and your hate for Warren Ellis. <laughs> it was bad. Nah. The ghost, the whole ghost box thing was terrible. He hates Morrison's X Men too. So that's true. Continue. He's wrong. He's just wrong. I can't. <laughs> what, what was what was Ellis's other thing? I haven't read the one. The Iron we Man stuff, manga. So. You're like it was horrible. The anime. Oh, because it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. The only thing I know is that like with the, with this one because it was coming out so late, it did cause complications with like the other Marvel stuff. That's why the X Men don't play as big of a part in like Civil War and stuff because this book was coming out at that at that time, but it was also coming out so late that it like basically had to kind of exist in its own little pocket universe kind of thing is like oh yeah that book's happening but it's like so far behind it's not really a part of what we're doing at this point but i love it so much no it is it's so good and it's one of those things like now that it's all done and collected nobody cares right. you know and, and when you read it straight through it's a great read but you know at the time that's what we talk about especially the next especially the next volume like i'm so jealous of the people danger room and all that like i'm so jealous of the people that waited on doomsday clock for the trade because like you the the reading experience you're gonna have is gonna be 10 times better than you know trades yeah that's stupid 
They'll do one and they'll do two. They'll do it all. They'll give you yeah. plenty of options to they'll go. Gi- they'll, yeah. they'll give you they'll volume all... one next December yeah. of 2020 and no, volume no, two volume, will be like December of 2020. I was, was going to correct you because I'm like, no, they just solicited that in this last previews, but that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, especially the, with this. The first six issues are done. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, they, they, could, still, they could put out the first but trade. Still. Shield shows up. It's Doomsday Clock. Yeah, so anyway, um, we, we get we get a kind of a, another flashback to start the next issue which is kind of the the format for this for this run and you see the the shady shield agent that was behind nick fury the first time consorting with ord and giving her files giving him files on mutants and and the lot and wolverine lets out a long string of expletives (laughs) i love that too as Fury says that Ord has diplomatic immunity. Like, if anybody wants to know why Scott's a douchebag, they should just read this book and be like, oh, yeah, he kind of has to be. It's true. It's like Lethal Weapon 2 all over again. Um, Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> then, kind of uh, showing his age a little bit. <laughs> So th- this is where we learned the we this is also where we learned the shady agent's name. Her name is Agent Brand. Uh, which we will get to know later on. And they're part of Shield. Sword. Sword, Sword, which is yes. like the space version of Shield. Yes. Right. So, um, the Sword and Shield. <laughs> and then Fury. <laughs> then the, the, no, that's what happened. He just and, laughed. At me. Yeah. Just well, like, and then when Osborne takes over, it's a hammer. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, Nick Fury comes in and says. Uh, you have a few answers of your own coming. Like, um, wasn't that guy dead? Yeah. <laughs> Any points to Colossus? Um, Kitty is quick to correct that. Here's the that. thing about comic books, dude. Here's the thing about us X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. We never die. Um, Kitty basically says, blames Nick Fury for designing the cure. Except and that- for Morph. Well, no, he came back he, to yeah, the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He came back. <laughs> So, uh, like three or four times. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's um, out of Nick, control. And Nick Fury's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not my cure. Colossus was here and being not tortured. My cure. Um, Hashtag not my cure. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then Fury brings up the same point that Kitty did. How do you know that your Colossus is the genuine article in the first place? I love this panel. I like that panel. And Emma yeah. says, I read his mind. And B says, I matched his DNA. And Wolverine says, I smelled him. And B says, I also, I also did, did that. that. <laughs> love it <laughs> love it um and then then they call on agent brand uh to kind of give the spiel uh, uh that's when we learned about forth. sword uh that they handle extra terrestrial uh, incidences and uh do <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah so then then what she says is that basically they're trying to prevent a war from from happening but then they say well he did this and they're like oh yeah okay well and then bus, oh and he kidnaps that girl and then bus in some like crazy weird mutants <laughs> that are that are looking for the cure and if you saw these people you would realize why they want the cure yeah, <laughs> yeah. one guy his face is in his tummy Another guy looks kind of like a praying mantis. Never heard a grown man say tummy before. <laughs> it is tummy. <laughs> I have three kids. The oldest is seven. That's so funny. Um, 
Uh, he could have said tum tum. <laughs> yeah. His face was in his little tum tum. <laughs> in his belly. Don't lie like you've never said tummy um, in your adult life. <laughs> and then um and then we we get so so now Shield is occupied by like these crazy mutants that are looking for the cure. Agent Brand says, Where's Ord? And it and it, we have a shot of Tildy who says, And that's all I have to say to you. You hip hypocrite hypocrites <laughs> i don't even want tea or cake it's adorable <laughs> so i mean obviously she's hearing that from somewhere yeah uh, and then agent brand basically gets knocked out and ord goes for tildy um then then it has the sweetest shot of the x-men just standing over agent brand yeah. and there's little like Lockheed in the corner which, oh yeah that's great which i love yeah he takes tildy on the ship right and tries to make a run for it mm-hmm. yeah um, and then uh, Ord tries to break out. He he kidnaps Tildy, and uh, Agent Brand explains that Ord is here because a mutant has destroyed uh, his world, and it was so pro- it was probably an destroy. Yeah, he's world. going. To, yeah, yeah, is is yeah. going is going to destroy is going to destroy his world, and it's probably an X Men. Is isn't what it, and is doesn't isn't it Colossus? That's, that, that's what they. <laughs> yeah, well, it's but, the, but that's what they imply, though, right? I don't think they imply it in that, oh. but I mean, we're not going to talk about it in this one because it's not in this. No, it's 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 not line, in this arc. But, but yes, that that is something that pro- it proves to be Colossus. Well, spoilers for a book that came out over a decade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're past the statute of limitations. <laughs> Doctor comes ago. in and says, "Save her." Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much. Save the day. Save the day. <laughs> Um, and Agent Brand lets Kitty know that she that um that she knew that Colossus had was there the whole time. Um, and she says Fury didn't. This is not his department. Uh, Ord came here with a declaration of war. the The cure was diplomatic tap dancing till we could get a bead on which mutant it was. And B says, "Answer the question: Was Doctor Rao aware that you were?" And then she comes in and says, please, he's got Hildy. And it kind of breaks up the conversation. And Bran tells him that he's going to leave. This, this, this is, is my another yeah, favorite yeah, part yeah, of this mine. Is, this, is like, <laughs> this is like the nerdgasm moment. He goes right? and Colossus throws Wolverine. Yes, the yeah. fa- fastball special, baby. So Ord's spaceship starts taking off. Wolverine turns and says, you feeling rested up, Petey? He says, I am strong. He says, then I just got two words for you, bub. But he doesn't say. But then we don't even get to see it. Then then it's a two. It's a two-page spread of Colossus throwing Wolverine into the air. Showing him so hard, the smoke spiral. uh I love love it. It's beautiful. The smoke from the jet engine is swirling in the air. It's great. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I love I love him shoving his fist down his yeah. Uh, Wolverine claws his way up uh, to the hole of the ship, punches through the glass, shoves his fist into Ord's mouth, and says, "You bite, I'll heal. I pop, you won't." <laughs> Land, <laughs> and uh, and he's see. in custody. They, they bring yeah. Then they bring in Ord. He's in custody. They're talking to Fury. Um. Fury basically just shrugs everything off because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and and they they go back in. Scott and Beast are talking. Um, 
about how lucky they were and about how they they got Pete back. It was a great conversation too, though. It, it really is. And Scott asks Beast if he's if he's going to use the cure, and Beast does not answer. He says, "Well, he says I don't know yet, right?" He says yeah. the cure. Uh, Beast doesn't answer, and then he says, "The cure, your sample's still cooling in." And he says, "I know, I don't know." Yeah. <gasps> See, like this emotional stuff. This is what Last Stand really is. This is what gets. This is, and this is really what a lot of the X Men movies have missed. Is it needs to be more about the relationships and less about the. Oh, and you can see they were trying so hard in Dark Phoenix, and they just failed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, they want relationships, and then they did that. It's like, oh no, but you got to do them good, guys. Um, yeah, basically they continue their conversation. It's a really great conversation between Cyclops and Beast. And Beast says, I'm not saying never. And Cyclops says, I didn't ask you to. Yeah. And then and then they and then Scott says, So Pete, and Beast says, Hell of a thing. He basically just tells him, he goes, Look, he goes, as the leader, basically, I'm just all I'm asking is that you you talk to me first. Yeah. Like if you're gonna do it, I'm not gonna blame you for doing whatever you're gonna do, but like keep me in the loop. Yeah. Um and it, and it's those moments too that I think that uh, Scott doesn't get enough credit for. There's a lot of those throughout, like in between his his tough guy douchiness persona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always like a panel here or a panel there that shows just a little bit of because he's not like a garbage human being. He's right. just a, he's just a douche. <laughs> like like even even during um like the Messiah complex when Hope and cable were in the future and he didn't know what was going on and he had to be the guy he couldn't break he had he had to put on a face and then there's a panel where he's building a crib in the room mm-hmm. <laughs> in the bedroom and emma's like what are you doing he's like i it's the only thing i know to do i don't even know how old she'll be when she comes back like yeah you know i and, and there's just little moments really, really that i like that. i think that scott doesn't get enough credit peter for. and Kitty. um yeah P- peter and kitty are there um, she's like, what do you want to do now that you're out? He's like, I would very much like hamburger. I have been stuck for a long time with cereal with no milk. Um, and Colossus talks about how I left the world in turmoil and I came back and it's still in the same turmoil. Um, and Colossus says, I think it's funny that you find me, don't you think? And she says, no, I don't. I think maybe it's important. I think that's maybe why I am here, which stings now more than it yeah. did. After the not wedding that happened. Yeah. Um, and then a- Emma's looking out the window and there's a voice behind her that says, uh, he's, he's a good looking boy, isn't he? And she says, if you like the tall, muscular, square jawed, unbelievably gorgeous type, I suppose he's all right. <laughs> and then uh, the voice says it changes the equation. And she says, no, she is still the issue. And the voice says, well, not to worry when it starts, we'll deal with her first. And that's where the arc ends. <sighs> Who that? Who, who is that? Dun, I dun, would also dun. like to know. Oh. Spoilers. Also, wing. <laughs> we won't tell you what happens to wing. That's just. Fine. He doesn't believe he could fly anymore. That's all we know. <laughs> um, now he he uses the PP stuff. Wasn't. <laughs> let's see. It was. Wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was Cassandra, Cassandra Nova. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it Cassandra? Yeah. yeah I, right on. <laughs> The best Cyclops scene ever. I'm Lockheed. <laughs> so that is where Scott tells X-Men! everybody to get behind him. The gift. Yeah. Um, X-Men The Gifted by Joss Whedon. Yep. 
Uh, I highly, highly recommend reading the entire run of, of Whedon's stuff. It's really, really very good. It's I think gorgeous. just uh, uh, on its gorgeous. own, yeah, it's though, so the, pretty. The, the, the six issues, I think, stand on their own pretty well, though. Like, just as a, as a story, it's it's not bad. Like, definitely, it's it's part of Whedon's whole thing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah like, there's still think, more to tell, but... Yeah. But I think even just, you know, Gifted as its, as its own is not a bad... Well, and they, you know, they had a thing, and it was on Netflix for a while that was a motion comic of yeah. of the Gifted. Yeah. As, uh, oh, really? Well. There, there, were, there was a time when they did a lot of those. I have the Watchmen big deluxe edition where they have the motion comic, uh, and the dude... There's a guy who does everyone's voices. Yeah, like, even the... Even yeah, the, I've dude, seen that. Hey, pay some extra money. Get a girl. There, there's, some, there's some good <laughs> motion comics out there. There's some bad ones. Like, it, they're very... And miss. I've seen some that are actually pretty decent. Yeah, they they did one for uh, Red Sun that Superman. Was good. Oh, That's okay. really really good. Um, it just depends. Like I say, you could tell some of them do more of a production than they did. Like the Bend Spider Woman one. They did the ex- Iron Man Extremists. They did Astonishing. They, they did, did a, they did a bunch. They did an audio book of Mark Wade's Daredevil. It's hmm. pretty sweet. So for me. But they read the notes too. Gifted, I which think, was weird. I think I like, like I like the setup too? of it more than I like the payoff. I, I I don't I think I don't want to say it falls apart. That feels but harsh. Colossus. No, it's good. But like <laughs> fastball special. A lot of the stuff with Ord, like the alien, doesn't work for me as well. Like like the the last couple of issues doesn't work for me as well as the beginning of it does. I think the build Let's, up is a little bit better than what we and, and I get. think I think part of that problem is is because that's not the end of the story. Exactly. Like. The whole rest of the run is about Breakworld and about the prophecy about Colossus destroying Breakworld mm-hmm. and Kitty getting locked in a giant bullet you, in outer space. Yeah. Yeah. So, but over, it, overall, I like it a lot. I would definitely recommend it to anybody. I think the book is gorgeous. I think the dialogue's really, really good. Whedon definitely seems like he has a good voice for the characters and he's good at writing them individually. He understands how all of them are supposed to speak. Yes. So... That's how I feel. Absolutely. Mary, how do you feel about X-Men Gifted? I liked it. It was a good read. Mary's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mary. That's McCord, we know you loved it. Oh, but. yeah, yeah. No, I've I've been talking the whole time. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's my second favorite run of X-Men, okay. I, okay. I would say. Right, right first, behind the- First being new X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. Uh, no, my my favorite is the Messiah trilogy. Um, that spanned like years, though. Yeah. I mean, I that, you're gonna that's... say like number one's Claremont. Like that's not fair. That's like fucking 15 years <laughs> for the comics. <laughs> no, it's also really tiring to read Claremont. Very also. wordy. Um, like Days of Future Past is only two issues. I fell asleep three times. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, no, but uh, but yeah. Um, next to the Messiah Complex, this is the the one that I I recommend. This is the one I actually recommend more to new people. Very, it's a very yeah. entry level X Men yes. book. Yeah. So when people You're not say bogged like bogged down by years of continuity that's been established, right? Which which, which is why I love mis- Morrison stuff too, because it's very much that entry level stuff too. Is Morrison's way of like let's make the X Men kind of applicable. Yeah. Like the Messiah yeah. trilogy, you have to know like everything that happened with House of M and yep. all of that in order to to kind of understand it. Exactly. This this is when people come in and they're like. I, I really want to read the X-Men, I but I don't know what to read. I 
I typically hand him this yeah. book. And yeah. for us, I mean, of course, the Colossus coming back is a big thing for us. Right. The fastball special kind of stuff. That's for the nerds. But I mean, a, a it's still person, cool even if you're not familiar with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and anybody reading this can understand, oh, this is this is a friend of theirs that they thought was dead who's been, been tortured. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that's all they yeah. have to know yeah. mm-hmm. to understand the, yeah. what's going on in the story. Kylie, how do you feel overall about it? McCord and I were talking about this Monday. I was telling him how excited I was to reread this because it's been, Has it been since it came out. Oh, so you haven't, I read you it haven't and, gone back to it then. And uh, again, I, I I loved it, but God, I I mean, even when I pick this up, I've got the same version McCord does. You know, I see John Cassidy on the cover. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, damn, I forgot how gorgeous this it's a, book it's is. It's a good so looking book. It's so beautiful. It's really good. So good. That's one of the things, I mean, we talk, you know, kind of joking back and forth about that's the thing you know digital or whatever that's one of the things i'll say it's a plush for the digital especially if you're reading it on a tablet when you get the panels one at a time and they're blown up like oh man this looks really really good when you get to just actually examine the panels and when they're this size you know each one Enlarge them, uh, yeah. On comics, yeah. okay. Well, they well they take up the whole screen, but all, I mean, already. still, if you're but, like, but yeah. I want to look oh, at oh, Emma if, in if the background. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a gorgeous book. Where in real life, I just do this to zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just holds the book closer to his face. <laughs> Kylie keeps a magnifying glass by <laughs> by his nightstand. <laughs> well, and even I mean, even this cover right here is just so X Men. Oh, all the covers. I mean, in in some of those covers are so simplistic but they're just gorgeous yeah anyone else have anything to say about the gifted before we do some weekly picks i will say that like two pages into the next issue colossus is like surfing on top of the blackbird so (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty bad this is maybe something that we this is maybe something we'll come back to on comic book club at some point you know and come back and do arc number two do danger especially we'll revisit it when uh the x-men join the mcu yeah, there you go. Ah. So, Spe- speaking of, did you hear that Taron Edgerton might be a favorite to play Wolverine? <gasps> I don't. Know I'd who be that excited is. if I knew who that was. Rocket Man, the guy Rocket who Man. just played, uh, yeah, uh, oh, Elton okay. John. Oh, cool. A movie uh, I haven't Ag- seen yet. Eggsy. Oh, okay. from the Kingsman. Who? Kingsman. No, I'd never seen. Eggsy. I'd never seen the Kingsman. No. Oh my god. Yeah. Never watched. What do you think of Zac Efron as Cyclops? I'd be down. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 I can do that. <laughs> I know Zach Efron. I can he, do that. He can sing or, the song. Expect <laughs> <laughs> or or Angel. Yeah, I could take yeah. him. I could take either. him as either Psych or Angel. I, but I I'd think he has. He can be a. I've seen him be a douche. He's like, like, he's like he has some he, douche qualities. He can be douchey. I think he yeah, can do that. He, he can play yeah. that well. Yeah, that would. Uh, well, the rumor is is that he's going to be Adam Warlock. Oh, I can in totally Guardians see 3. that. Yeah, I, he could pull off Adam Warlock. Yeah. I saw Baywatch. <laughs> and and that some of that's going to come down to you guys as well, too. If you guys enjoy this and this is something you guys want to see us come back to, tell us, do arc two of Joss Whedon's X-Men. And yeah, find out what happens to that'll, Wing. Uh, that'll definitely move it up the priority list. Yeah, I want to read it, people... so I, I'm not going to read it unless yeah. you guys want me to. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting at home all sad, and his wife's like, what's the matter? He's like, I really want to read this book, but nobody asked me to. <laughs> I can't do things unless I'm peer pressured into them. <laughs> That's how I was raised. <laughs> I don't make my own choices. Um, it's high school all over again. So yeah, let us know about that. Weekly picks. Mary, do you have a weekly pick this week? I do. Uh, right. It's a new web toot. It's called Shiloh. It's a it's thriller. It's about a beagle. No. Damn it. That's Snoopy. No, do you guys remember this movie? Shiloh? Shiloh. No. 
Was you don't it, know that movie? No. Oh. It was a movie and it's, it's based really on a book. I know, I know the movie. Okay. Is it yeah, it's a movie about a little cute beagle dog that was beaten by a guy and Yeah, kid no, I'm not gonna watch that. That's sad as hell. <laughs> it is. But you gotta watch it anyways. It's called Shiloh. It's a thriller. Shiloh is a utopian kind of paradise place where everything good happens in the city and if you leave the city you're gonna get murdered or possessed by demons oh, or whatever um so Sounds we all like know every utopian we all know ever. that you know how that like works ever. out yeah. and that's all that's how i'll leave it because okay. i don't what Agent know that much about it either because it's only fact, five episodes i in. was almost named shiloh really yeah. interesting really? been horrible <laughs> <laughs> shiloh watches <laughs> <laughs> McCordy got a weekly pick. Uh, yeah. Is that how you say his last name? No, no, no. That's the joke. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, apparently, all my coworkers did not know how to say my last name. So well, I also thought. Okay. It was and now, watches. for the rest of eternity, it is watching. <laughs> um, mine's gonna be Agents of Shield. Sorry if I took yours. That's okay. I have another one. That was, that was gonna be my. Pick. Kylie comes with like three in the bag. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, Agents of Shield right now is so good. <laughs> well, and specifically last week's episode. Last Holy week's. Balls. Oh my gosh! Holy balls! <laughs> like I, like I cannot wait to see what what comes what out of that right. now because um, that's what I'm doing. I, I right know, after I know, this. I'm I know. Me, home to watch me too. <laughs> me too. No, uh, it's crazy. We 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 get to see the return of Leopold, which, if you don't know, that's kind of like Fitz's dark side that kind of comes out every once the in a while. We also get to see uh, Simmons' dark side come out, and she's he called like, her like the ring, the ring you, the, the, the ring the, the, from, from like the exorcist. <laughs> That's what she looks like is like the possessed chick from the exorcist, and she like rips out Fitz's heart and like shows it to him. Like I mean, it's like very horror. Mm-hmm. It's a very horror uh, genre. This episode, wow. but but the funny moments but were like so funny. funny. And Fitz, <laughs> the dude who plays Fitz, should be in all things. Yeah. He should be in cast. All, he was he awesome. should be cast in all the things. If you haven't seen I mean, Overlord yet, you should watch that because he's in. That. Is he in it? Yes. Is, is he also just as oh, yeah. awesome as yes. always? Is that your weekly bit? No, 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 <laughs> no. Because man, I mean, it is. It is really, really very good. I'm very happy that I know that we're getting at least like two more seasons after this and maybe even three. So, ooh, right yeah. On. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where it goes. And if if you dropped off either at the beginning because it wasn't very good or in season three where it also wasn't particularly good, uh, I I highly urge you to go season back and start watching uh, six. six. Okay, yeah. go go back to season four. Watch it from then on. It oh, has it has just yeah. been so good. Four four was the one like it, halfway through season one, it got good. Four was like, yeah, because that's when <laughs> that's, that's when that's when Leopold shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and I it mean, looked like you had to work so hard to get. You just like, it, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not a word for that. Yeah, no, it's just amazing. It's just so good. And, and, well, that, and that, was, a Fitz that was the season with it started out with Ghost Rider. Yeah, and I was I not happy because it was the, the Robbie dark, Reyes. You've got the dark. Then you got the dark hold, and then it went into the the um, the Matrix. I, that's <laughs> what I want to say, but it's not the Matrix. It's the the. Mainframe. Yeah, there you go. The framework. The framework. The framework. There we go. Oh, and, and the mainframe. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the framework. <laughs> Insane in the that's, mainframe. And that's when, that's when Leopold is introduced, and he's Hydra Supreme, and he is- And Agent Ward comes back again. again. 
again. But it, but it actually worked better in <laughs> no, that did, one because he wasn't really back. He was a computer simulation. Yeah. So I, I don't have a problem as as with Agent Ward as much as people do. Like when Colson killed when, him, I was like, well, when they turned him into a Hive, like that was dumb. Like that that season yeah, still that season that problem. season three was. I, I I looked at it as they really like this guy and they're gonna try and keep him on the show as long as they can. <laughs> well, they they should have just kind of kept him as crazy freaking psycho ward, but and they should have kept him dead once Coulson killed him because that was awesome. Kylie, what's yeah. a weekly thing? No um, one that hasn't seen Shield knows anything that you guys are talking about. We should just do a shield episode. But, it, but it's so good. Yeah, it's we should. Start a shield we, we should. Someone's, someone's Ooh, probably going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll rewatch the shit out of that again. Uh, my weekly pick is a it's season two of a show called Final Space. Okay. Uh, it was Season one was on TBS. Is that the animated yes. one about the cookies? Yes. Okay. What? Okay. I, I never remember the name okay, of it, but Conan I always want to watch it. Uh, his company produces it. He's friends with the guy who made this. It was a, he did like a YouTube uh kind of a short mm-hmm. and they liked it so much like let's let's make this a, a series um and uh season two just came out and it's it's like produced by tbs but they've moved it over to cartoon network on adult swim which i think oh, okay. probably fits better okay uh but it's it's amazingly funny but also deep as well there's a um, does it continue to be funny yes okay because because yeah. the 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 few clips i saw in the previews i'm like dude i gotta watch this there's show some but dark, I'm, there's but some I'm a, dark there's some dark emotional little, stuff in it but it's okay it's pretty funny because so, I'm, I'm a little worried no. <laughs> oh. so so yeah so the, apparently tommy tommy was telling me that uh, apparently like the guy made a pact that he can't eat cookies no he he's a prisoner on the ship but now he's the only one alive on this ship and he's surrounded by his the robots that are right. on the ship and he wants he wants the cookies but <laughs> since he's a prisoner he's not allowed to have it and he considers himself the captain of the ship because he's the only <laughs> one there and the ship is like a, a artificial intelligence and he's like no you you're not the captain and he's like i want i want a cookie you know no you can't have a cookie and then he, he does in the first episode he does something kind of selfless and the 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 ship's like you know what Gary, I'm going to give you a cookie. And the thing opens up. He's like, oh, and he says, I can't remember what the line was. He says, but he says something to like, the, like he has his hand in the air. It's like, nope, <laughs> not after that. You don't get it. And he's like, but I have it. I have the cookie. Because <laughs> the, the commercial I saw is he's floating out in space oh, and, he, yeah. and there there is a cookie there and he's going to open his face mask to, to eat, eat to, the cookie. And, and the computer's like, you will die. You, you don't want to do that. He's, he's like, like, I'll do it really fast. I, I'm just going to do it really fast. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just want to eat the cookie. <laughs> it, it's good. That's it's how worth, I feel every time I see a cookie. Very so funny. if anyone out there has just ever been like sitting in their living room or anywhere and you just hear this silent like boom, 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 boom going on in the background, that is me beating the drum for Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil on a constant basis. <laughs> oh, you haven't done your weekly pick yet. Um, no, I haven't. <laughs> She's like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil number six, I think was the last one. Uh, dude, I'm enjoying the hell it, out of It's so good. So freaking mad. So the, the end of the last arc, uh, Matt Murdock quits being Daredevil for reasons. And um, for, for reasons, yeah. Well, I mean, it, I don't want to get into it too much, but basically, he's he's accused of murder, and uh, you know, a bunch of the other superheroes had to kind of step in, basically, it's like you he need to be done. Murder. Yeah, he did murder. Well, <laughs> spoilers, it's spoilers. But anyway, so Matt Murdock's trying to live somewhat of a you know normal. Life. He's even not practicing law anymore, and he he's trying to, you know, 
find somewhat of a normal life, but it's just he's a parole Chip officer. Sid- yeah, Chip Zdarsky's basically really playing with his inner turmoil and how like he can't get away from things that he knows he needs to be doing. And you know, there, there's some panels in this issue that shows him at night still hearing all of the people that need help. And he's he's just sitting by his phone calling nine one one and reporting crimes because he could hear where as as an anonymous where, tip yeah, line where they're happening because he can't help himself and like it's it's just really Can really they good. Trace this back to the one phone. Like yeah. why does this guy know all this stuff going on? <laughs> it's comics guy. <laughs> he stars six seven that shit. That's, you can't Is that re- a thing still? you can't reverse it. It's impossible. That's what I read on the internet. It has oh, to be true. Okay, um, <laughs> no, I loved that panel. Dude, it's where so... he's just calling nine one one. I'd yeah. like to report a robbery at this address. I'd like to report a murder on this address. Yeah. I'd like to report a mugging at this address. Like, There's a page that just shows him. There's he's all like, these words he's around like, I him. I could have been and... doing this this whole time, laying in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in Daredevil Season 1, he explains why that do- didn't yeah. work. He's got a Pop-Tart in one hand. He's like sitting there watching. Got a beer in yeah. the other. <laughs> beer and great. Pop-Tarts, baby. Beer and Pop-Tarts. <laughs> that sounds like a great name for a podcast. <laughs> But did you read seven? I've read the most recent one, yeah. That was the most recent one. Uh, did you see that there's a new Daredevil out there? Yes. In the streets. Yep. Some there's a there's a copycat Daredevil out there somewhere. So yeah, it's it's really, really good, man. If you're not reading the new Daredevil, I feel like everyone I've talked to, like that is really go, oh yeah, it's really, really good. But like nobody is like out there being like, you guys need to be reading it. But I feel like it's I do. so I, good. I, pu- I push that book a lot at the at the shop. <sighs> it needs to be because it, it's really First tempting. trade out yet? Mm, no, because no, well, I mean the first arc just wrapped. Yeah. I think you could probably sell the shit out of it. Yeah, because yeah, it's it, it's worth starting it. the second arc. So. Uh, we we had a young woman come in who read the first, I gave the first issue and she came in and bought every subsequent issue that we had. Hell yeah. So uh, she's that, like, yeah, I'm reading this now. <laughs> that pretty much does it for us here this week. If no one else has anything else to say, first thing. Um, Baba we, Booey. Yeah, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> um, we posted on our socials earlier, but uh, just in case, which is also FOC underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram, uh, that if you're a fan of Kenny, who's been on the podcast many times, they have launched their YouTube channel, which uh, McCord actually helped produce their first video, which turned out really, really well. Uh, we posted the link. We'll probably put it in the maybe in the description for this as well. But it's We Are All Geeks on YouTube talking about video games. If you're into video games, man, check this out because I don't know anybody that knows more about that shit than Kenny does. Yeah. And No, those those guys definitely know what they're talking about. Um, we have a fourth host. Uh, however, she had uh, some personal problems, so she couldn't be there for this one. But uh, this was kind of our, our first launch. It's an E3 review. Uh, and then coming July 11th, we hopefully will be putting out a, a video a week. Cool. Nice. And it's basically just like a video podcast, but it's 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 really insightful. I found it interesting even not knowing really that much of what they're talking. You know what I mean? Kind of. So I imagine like they it, do. Yeah, exactly. They know what they're talking about. Like, for I, sure. I, when I work with Kenny, I always pick his pick him for, oh, yeah. you know. But I mean, if you're a gamer, game I feel like that would just be like like you know <laughs> I mean, they go they go all the way inside like all the industry yeah. stuff and all the behind the scenes <laughs> and you know not just what's coming out but also um the delays and why the delays and and what's working and what's not and you Kenny's know, the they, man, they man. go pretty they go pretty in depth in that so next week we'll be back here for our review of spider-man far from home i'm really excited about that i got my that. tickets last night so that is next week as far as comic book club goes, we'll be back here a month from now to talk about Forever Evil because DC's doing their whole year of the villain and we're going, they did that already and we're going to talk about Forever Evil. So 
that God is damn, that is next month. <laughs> Forever Evil is pretty sweet, but yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. I I, I might I might actually might enjoy it uh, sitting down and reading all at once instead of taking like nine months to read it. It's Jeff Johns and David Finch. It can't be that bad. Um, I liked it quite a bit. So we're gonna do that next month. Uh, yeah, Spider Man next week. Got a lot of cool things going on. Uh, check out the Nerd Dome podcast. That's Kylie's other podcast where they talk about things and stuff and Star Trek and other stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, that pretty much does it for us here. Until next time, I am Colossus. <laughs> Mary is. I'm Mary. I'm McCord. And I'm Terry Gross. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>